0: If you have comments about today's show or any questions, please email sherry at sherryhillshow.com. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. I'm so excited today. I have one of my dearest friends that I've known for a long time, Dave Fries, who is actually an estate planning attorney with Unruh Turner-Burke and Fries, but we're not going to talk about estate planning today. One thing I I love about Dave is that he is really uh, got me introduced into the power of mastermind groups and he leads a mastermind group. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about today with him and the success and results and some of the strategies that he brings to the table for this particular mastermind group, as I said, that he's been. Uh, well, I was there. I don't even know how many years ago, Dave. How long ago was that? But I'm um, so. You've even been seven, eight, nine years ago now. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it, does it? No, it doesn't. But anyway, welcome to the show and thank you.
1: Thank you for having me. I love talking to you, and uh, I'm I'm glad we get to do it both offline and online today.
0: Absolutely. So let's let's talk about for those folks that you know are maybe or maybe not familiar with what really is a mastermind group. Why is this different from a a social group or a BNI or a networking group? What what really is the power behind and why you established a particular type of mastermind?
1: Sure, sure. So a lot of people, uh, when they talk about masterminds in the modern world, give credit to Napoleon Hill for this, because whatever you think about Napoleon Hill, one of the great ideas that he had was this concept of surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And by that, I think he just means people dedicated to success and serving others or whatever is important to you. And how Um, By surrounding yourself with people that see things from a different perspective, you're going to get a higher level of thinking than if you were just doing this on your own. Um, But if if you look back through history, you'll see lots of very intelligent people did this. You know, Franklin had what amounted to a high-level business group. And, And here's the scientific reason I think this works is that it's very hard to see the lens through which we're viewing the world. It's hard to know the kinds of assumptions we're making when we make business decisions or make decisions about how to allocate assets or make decisions about who we're going to serve and what kind of products we're going to produce. And um, by having other people around you, not even necessarily from the same industry, who see things from a different perspective, they'll challenge you on the assumptions that you're making. And you may all of a sudden realize I was assuming that my pricing had to be here, but there may be lots of reasons why my pricing could be different. I was assuming that people wanted this, that, or the other thing, but I'm hearing from the rest of my mastermind group that that may not be true and that they have experience with the same people I'm selling to and that they want these other things. So the idea of surrounding yourself with people who will be supportive, you know, that could be a networking group or a social group, but this is beyond that. There's a little bit of a structure to most well-run masterminds that means that um, people come with the expectation that they're going to share what's working for them. They're going to share what's not working. They're going to share their planning and their thinking about the future. They're going to share what worked for them statistically and what the data was so that other people in that group could take that and apply that in their own businesses. So that's the rough idea of what's behind a mastermind. But, Sherry, through the years, you know, I've been doing this for a very long time. I think we met in 2004. Does that sound right?
0: Yeah, long, long time ago.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) it was a year or two after that where I really started this in a meaningful way as a business. And so I run a paid mastermind and coaching group. Um, I find that that works for a lot of people because – Um, When you do a free one, and I'll talk to you about both of those for folks listening in because you can just organize one locally and you don't have to pay, but for a lot of people who are very busy and their time is precious to them, actually having to pay a bunch of money to be with other very successful people who are thinking about things, maybe not in the exact same way, but at the same or higher levels of thinking – when you put your money where your mouth is, you'll often do more and get more results. So I run a group where people pay to be there. But you could, in your community, do the same thing. You could find two or three or four or five, uh, typically 15 or 20 is kind of the maximum that works it with a mastermind of this type for reasons we could discuss. And you could just put those people together regularly where different people hosted each month or every two months or quarterly, however often you do this. And they provide refreshments or they don't, or you hire a hotel and everybody shares the expenses of that. There's lots of ways to do it. But you could be the leader, put this together, and get all the benefits of this. Or you could seek out somebody who has a shared view of the world and business like me. So, Sherry, when you came, the program was called Success Technologies, and the the thing that we ran was Three Days to Success where we would take three days out of our year, two of which would be the mastermind, where we'd all share, I would structure it for everybody, and then the third day would be how do we apply this to our own businesses and really higher-level thinking about that, where we got people out of just the doing the day-to-day stuff. That has changed, um, uh, as, as your audience probably doesn't know, but as you know, I was trained years ago as an interrogator, so I happen to be very good at communication and negotiation skills that were important to being successful as an interrogator. <clears throat> so through the years, I've started to bring in members of the armed forces, spies, interrogators, hostage negotiators who share their force multipliers. So they've come out of clandestine service or the armed services or wherever they've come from, and they have learned things that if they apply them in their business, get them dramatically better results. So uh, I have a kind of hybrid uh, mastermind where, yes, everybody shares and everybody gives one another perspective, but it's after we've brought in a great speaker for them on a topic. Um, It's after I present to them a bunch of strategic things and tactical things that we've done in our own businesses, both membership businesses and in the law firm and in other businesses that I own where we've tested things in advertising or marketing. So in this particular mastermind, there's plenty of time for people to get network, to get to know one another, to do deals together. There's plenty of time for them to do traditional masterminding, which I'm guiding, where they present things that have worked for them uh, in the past, things they're working on, get advice from one another. But they also get the advantage of having a really high-level speaker come in and present, as well as me presenting on stuff that I've tested. So what I do is a little bit different. Than a lot of masterminds where they're just focused on the sharing of the information and sharing concerns and getting support from one another. That's probably about 30 or 40% now of what we
0: do. Well, it sounds like, you know, the education is awesome and certainly that level of thinking. So one of the things that fascinates me is, you know, when I was in the group and then literally you said about 40% of the same people are still in this group. And so I think that's part of the power of a mastermind, a very successful one, is that you don't have people constantly bouncing in or out. It's there's consistency,
1: Yeah, and it's good to have a balance there. I would say it's between 40 and 60% of the people that you saw seven, eight years ago are still there. That's good. But we consciously uh, bring in new blood, too, because it's great to have some of the same people because trust really builds up and you can say things and talk about things you wouldn't with other people. But it's also nice to have new perspective coming in. And I think that we've hit a really nice balance there where nobody gets tired of the group because there's there's some new people coming in, but we're really careful about who we let in, so they come in with a skill set and with a level of business achievement that's kind of consistent with the rest of the group. And since you've been there, the group has really progressed. You know, a lot of people, when you were there, were four, five, six years into running a business or a professional practice. So they had kind of gotten over the hump where the businesses fail, but maybe they had plateaued, or maybe they had, were experiencing a drop in business for the first time. It created some exigencies, so they were seeking a solution. And a lot of those businesses, I mean, we have one that went from $3.5 million in its second year in business to $10 million in its third year of business. And I, I'm not taking credit for that. I'm just saying that these are folks who came and listened and then took things back and tested them, and they did things. They went from getting the theory and getting the tactics to then testing the tactics, finding the ones that worked in their particular business, and then scaling them and leveraging them. One of our people sold his business for um, tens of millions of dollars. We've had a number of people in that group double, triple, quadruple their businesses since you were there. And that's not because of the mastermind, but the mastermind hopefully is a catalyst to those things. And they went faster and achieved those results in a more permanent, healthier way. Like one of the things we focus on is, let's not just build revenue, because you could build revenue and make less money. Let's build revenue and then figure out how to improve margins. And then simultaneously, we look at something that a lot of people never even look at, which is, can we do those two things, build revenue, improve margin, and also build the value of the business? So we, have, we spend a, a fair amount of time saying, If we have these three ways to grow revenue and margin, which of those, if we do it, is also going to grow the value of the business? So whether we're leaving it to our kids as a legacy or we're selling it and getting out or we're being acquired by a bigger company or we're going to take it IPO, whatever of those exit strategies we have, um, how can we do these other things we want to do? help more people, build more revenue, get more margin, make our lives more sane, like create efficiency and effectiveness of the business so it's not chaotic for us personally? How can we do all that and build value too? And we've discovered that there's a kind of matrix or a number of triggers. They're not always the same for every business. But when we look at a business, we can often focus on two or three or four things that we could try to build value as well as those other things. So that's something else that's unique about this and also something else nice about having the same people around for a long time because you can really see what works and what doesn't in in certain industries in building valuation as well.
0: Absolutely. Dave, believe it or not, we have to go to break. We're going to come back and I want to talk a little bit more about you mentioned the matrix or you know how part of being in a mastermind is that you go out and do things so that you can come back and share, report your results, or did it work or did it not work. So we'll be right back.
1: If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva
0: today. Call Sage International. Suntech solar screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. Suntech solar screening proudly features Pfeiffer screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. Suntech solar screening three five two nine three nine six. Suntech solar screening. Is it possible to prepare for the careers of tomorrow today? The answer is yes. Reno Technology Academy offers hands-on training in state-of-the-art tech labs. Earn certificates in computer and network technology, IoT, cybersecurity, software engineering, web development, fiber optics, and communication cabling. Movers, shakers, makers, and inventors are turning their technology passion into high-paying careers. Reno Technology Academy, 849-4983. RenoTechnology.academy. Welcome back. This is Sherry Hill having a great conversation with my buddy, Dave Freeze, who is an estate planning attorney out of Pennsylvania, Unruh Turner-Burke and Freeze. However, I've known Dave for many years, and one of the things I love about him is that he is a multitasker as far as success. He put together a mastermind. I went down to it about eight, nine years ago. And that's the subject of today's conversation. The Power of a Mastermind. So, Dave, I want you to kind of pick up, you guys, you meet uh, certain times per year, but really what is it that keeps people motivated when they're not in the room, surrounded by other success-minded individuals, and then they got to get back to work, get back into the day-to-day. So, how is it that your group stays motivated throughout the entire year, basically? (laughs)
1: It's a brilliant question, and it's part of what makes a really good mastermind so successful is how do you get them to do things and to, to take accountability, and how do you help them with that? I'm going to talk about that, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention to you that one of the things that keeps them coming back, and one of the things that keeps them so excited in this, is that every year we teach a, a spy survival preparedness uh, military force multiplier uh, metaphor. So we've taught them to shoot, and a lot of people said, like, no, nah, I'm not into guns. I'm not going to shoot." And then they did. And we had uh, a lot, a number of military uh, instructors there. So we would show them how to shoot safely, and they would get a score. And then we teach them a little skill, and they would double or triple or quadruple their performance. And the point here is just that we were teaching them that with the right kind of models and instruction from people who know what to do and how to teach it. You can really get good performance from yourself and keep yourself motivated. And you can take that back and spread that to your team. And when your team gets better, you know, they're supporting you more. So we, we've also taught them to get out of trunks, escape from duck, having their hands duct taped, uh, pick locks, all of these things, with a business metaphor in in, in mind. So, one, that makes them want to come back every year. And that, in turn, makes them want to make sure that they're bringing things of value. So in the mastermind. When they go away, one of the things they do is they keep track of software that they've started to use or an app or a tool or a hiring practice or a pre-hire assessment tool that they're using. And they come back and they share all these books or podcasts or things that they've gotten through the year that have helped them with performance. And then they also share what's working and what are they planning on doing so that they could maybe improve it before it launches, what's not working, so they could get advice and different perspective from these trusted people. That has the effect of helping them to get stuff done. But one of the primary force multipliers we teach them is how to regularly get out of the day-to-day doing of the business and to take the time to look at things and think at things at a strategic level. And that makes a gigantic difference in in how people experience it. Like a lot of entrepreneurs build an 80-hour-a-week job for themselves to avoid working 40 hours a week for somebody else. And one of our goals is to give them a way of not just building a job for themselves but creating a business that they run strategically that serves them. And so the mastermind structure and the idea of doing things for yourself that are in alignment with what you really want and promote you getting the right more of the right kinds of clients or patients or customers that you've attracted and that are happily paying you rather than you fighting with them about the fear or the cost. And, and the idea that you go out and you get clarity on that and you do things and you come back and you share like, well, I tried this and it didn't work. Sometimes rather than throwing it away, somebody in the group will say, well, well here's why it probably didn't work. Try this. And then you go back and you try it again. And lo and behold, maybe it does work. Uh, but this idea of having a higher responsibility to your clients, patients, and customers, but also to these other people in the mastermind who expect you to come back and share with them and who are there to help you to improve it. It's, it's a very powerful thing. And Sherry, you know as a business owner and I know as a multi-business owner and, and owner of a professional service practice that it could be a lonely place because we have all of these things that we want to do are not entrepreneurial, not business builders and not business owners. They just don't understand And so this also gives people a place where they know they're welcome, other people understand them, but are going to not just let them off the hook, they're going to hold them uh, accountable. And to some people, that sounds horrible. They think, oh, I don't know if I want to be a member of a mastermind because people are going to uh, mock me and make fun of me if something fails. Well, yeah, they probably will, but in a super good-natured way. And with the end goal idea being, hey, let's either look at whether we could make something of that failure, or whether we should, it, it was such a failure and we don't think it worked for these reasons, we're going to forget about it and move on. And in, in both of those cases, we've transformed the failure from a failure to really good informative data that helps us become better and do a better job for the people we serve.
0: Well, a huge chunk of this, too, is in in working with so many business owners and a lot of the teaching that I had done is I was always amazed at how many people are in business, they own the business, yet they really have no idea of what the end in mind is, right? What is the exit strategy? And so they just kind of willy-nilly make decisions or just keep chugging along. Yet once you plant that final view out there. And I don't mean final, like, you know, you're dead, but. <laughs> um, but yeah,
1: but where you want to go.
0: Exactly. That, you know, decision-making becomes so much easier. And that's a huge frustration for a lot of people. They don't know what to say yes to. More important, they don't know what to say no to. And so uh-huh. by, yeah. So I'm sure you see this with a lot of people just coming into the mastermind at the beginning, kind of like, yep. Where am I trying to get to?
1: And we have some really good tools for that to help them clarify, what are my values? What's important to me? These are kind of immutable. They don't change. What's my purpose for forming this business? Who am I serving? What do I want it to do for me? Do I need to pay off my mortgage? Do I want to send my kids to college? But but beyond that, what do I want my life to look like and feel like? And do I want to make so much money that I could give money to charities? Or do I want to make enough money that I could provide for everything but take Time to volunteer for a charity. Maybe that's not important to me at all, but making a dent in the world for the people I serve. So once people, there's no right answer to that, but Sherry, you're so on the money. Once people get clarity about that, then decision-making becomes more binary. Does it serve my mission and my values uh, to hire more people and to train them and to do this? What kind of people are they? Who is it that I should bring in as clients or customers or patients? What kind of services do I offer them? All of that becomes way clearer. And then the marketing. Okay, who am I marketing to? I, I give an example when I teach this to the sort of people who are starting to think about this. I say, if you want to catch alligators, that's part of who you want to catch. You want to catch alligators. You First thing you got to find out is, what's the alligator like to eat? What's the bait? Oh, a, a couple of days old chicken. The alligator can smell that. It comes to get the chicken. Well, Great. I'm still not going to catch the alligators if I put a chicken out in a parking lot at a mall in Milwaukee. So it, it just teaches you that you've got to figure out who you want, what they want to need from you, and then you've got to put that in the right place. So, you know, if I'm selling to people who are 52 to 67, I might advertise in Prevention Magazine. If I'm selling to people who are 62 to 75, I might advertise in AARP, or test digital advertising before I go to print advertising. All that becomes way clearer and easier to figure out, and you're way less likely to make expensive mistakes as you go. One other thing that I think is helpful in keeping people focused on the doing between these sessions, and I'll explain what the three sessions are in this mastermind, but I, as part of this, publish a monthly newsletter. It's... um, I don't know, ranges from 40 to 75 pages a month. And it's got a whole section on strategy. How do I think more strategically? How do I manage? How do I hire? How do I train? How do I onboard? How do I market? How do I get customers? And then it's got this whole tactical piece. What's a particular tactic that you could use? Ranging from how do I put out content? What are the headlines? What do call to actions look like? And I just put that out every month because that keeps people engaged and was reminding them we've got a big meeting in october where all the sherry takes place and then i have a meeting in san diego and I have a meeting on the east coast which are optional but most people come to them where i'm teaching some really high level skill so a lot of times when people come to them they'll bring an implementer or a marketing person or a cfo or somebody depending on what we're teaching so my mastermind always has a mastermind component to all of those meetings but the big masterminding session is in October in Phoenix. You can get the newsletter if any of your people want it. We'll make them a special deal. I just got to mention Sherry Hill, and they could call for it. If you want to share that with your people, I could give you the number they call please, for
0: that. Please call. Tell us what the number is. <laughs> yeah, they could just call Lisa at
1: 610-933-8069, and if you tell her that you're with Sherry, and you listen to Sherry's show, they'll give you a month free of that, and they'll give you a better deal on it, um, and Lisa can tell you all about it. And that, that helps people uh, who come in that way to kind of get a feeling of how we work, and it helps the people in the mastermind to be getting that to stay connected. They, they see new members when they come in. Uh, they find out you know what those people are up to. We do interviews with them. They, they use this as a training tool. They'll hand it off to, like if there's something on marketing, they'll hand it off to their marketing director if they have one, or if they do the marketing, they'll do it. If there's something on sales, they'll hand it off to whoever the sales trainer is or to their sales team if the sales team doesn't have a, a trainer. And so there's lots of uses of this that keep us in front of people, and that's something for your audience, to, uh, you know, any of your people that are listening that are in business is find ways to be in touch more often in a way that they want to be spoken to.
0: Well, Dave, unfortunately, we are out of time, and you know I could chat with you for hours. And Likewise. so I really appreciate the offer. I hope people will take you up on that. Is there a website that someone can go find out more information about your mastermind?
1: Yeah, if they want to see a lot of uh, content about uh, you know, these skills, they could go to successtechnologies.com. Uh, but we're pretty careful about who comes into the group and who gets subscribed to the newsletter so that you got to talk to Lisa. Yeah she could boot you out if she wants to.
0: Okay, she's she's a tough nut. I'm sure she's been through all your uh, uh, secret service training there. So anyway, I want to thank you. This is Dave Freeze, buddy of mine. I've known for many years. He's brilliant. He has this awesome mastermind which I've participated in and now I'm encouraged to get back in there. So Dave, thank you so much for chatting with me today.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. All right. We'll catch up soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. If you missed any part of today's show and would like to listen to the podcast, please visit SherryHillShow.com.